Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk Tommy Lloyd national recruiting with Travis Branham from 24-7 Sports. Was able to catch up with him a little bit earlier today. We're also going to preview Pac-12 football media day. Arizona football made a little bit of uh, some headwinds, I would say, and uh, which we will get to. But we're going to talk with Travis Branham here in a second. But first, one thing we will be talking about is the U of A big men. The Four Peaks. And as you know, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. And one other one, because we're about to go to Travis Branham, we have got Shady Rays. Now, we have Leah behind the scene who is much, much cooler than me, who can still have Shady Rays and it just increases her coolness. If you have somebody like myself who is not cool, and you need something, Shady Rays is where it's at. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, not polarizing sunglasses, polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. And without further ado, let's talk to a Travis Branham about Tommy Lloyd and some Arizona basketball. National recruiting analyst for 24-7, the great Travis Branham, a person that Arizona fans should be following. If you're not, Travis, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So, wanted to get your uh, your take, first of all, just on, um, and we'll get to some players and whatnot, but Tommy Lloyd, a couple years in, from a recruiting perspective, what do you think so far, you know, through some hits and misses, what, what uh, how, how do you, how do you see this playing now? Yeah, he's definitely had his fair share of hits and misses. But um, to be honest, I think it's been uh, pretty pretty positive on my end uh, from what I've seen out of the Arizona staff. Um, first time head coach, um, that's always a bit of an obstacle to kind of overcome. Um, but he's landed some top tier talent. Um, he has, again, had a couple misses on the rec- recruiting trail with that against other elite talent. Um, but for the most part, he's getting good college players um, that that can really impact winning down uh, when you really kind of see them on down the line. So um, to me, it's pretty positive. He's obviously still owning the international market. 
uh, while competing, uh, I would say pretty well, especially on the West Coast, uh, right. on the recruiting trail in the U.S. One thing that's obviously a departure a little bit is Sean Miller would kind of cast a wide net, recruit a lot of guys domestically and, you know, generally end up with some five stars. Whereas Tommy Lloyd has said that, you know, we're going to have a much smaller radius right there. But the guys we're going to go in, we're going to go in all and we're going to hit at a high percentage. What do you think about uh, what do you think about both of those recruiting philosophies and can both of them work long term? Well, I would say Sean's uh, Sean Miller's strategy. uh what at the time was going to be a little bit outdated because the entire recruiting landscape has completely changed. Right. Um, you're seeing everybody across the entire country at this point. You're not casting wide nets. And that's something that uh, I've talked to college coaches even now. I used to see some schools offer 15, 20 players a cycle. Now nobody's wasting their time. It is, the philosophy is now becoming uh, we're going to pinpoint who we want four or five guys that we are all in on. If we miss them, so be it. All we're going to do after that is just pivot to the portal. So people are just saving uh, their time, their energy, their resources for when that portal ultimately hits and just uh, kind of strategizing and and prioritizing just a very select few people. Um, So it's working for uh, a large amount of teams that have already kind of shifted to that uh, philosophy. So, Comparing the two styles from Tommy Lloyd to Sean Miller, it's just, I don't think it's a very right. fair comparison uh, just because, the again, there's no underestimating it. All of recruiting, the entire landscape has done a complete 180 with the transfer portal, uh, NIL, and everything else that's gone on. One thing. I think that Lloyd has really shown he can do, though, is recruit Southern California. You bring in Kylan Boswell. Obviously, I know he went to Compass, but then Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant will get to. But that's a pretty positive impact right there because you got three top 20 kids, depending on how you want to look at it, through just a couple classes. Yeah, no question. Um, and those are three uh, dynamic elite talents. Kylan Boswell, we had as a five-star over at 24-7 Sports. Jamari Phillips, we have – currently pushing the top 15 and then obviously Carter Bryant, a top 10, top 15 recruit in his own right with an immense amount of talent. Carter is arguably one of the most talented prospects in the entire country. Uh, He's just got to start piecing things together and and turning uh, the corner into uh, consistent production. But um, those are three uh, elite national recruits. I mean, that's not just West Coast, but those are top 15, top 20 guys. So fact Tommy's already gotten those three is is pretty um I think it's pretty telling of how successful they've been now Carter Bryant's obviously moved on to Corona Centennial and the one thing about watching him is when he plays with when he plays with like real effort when he really tries to exert himself on the game he looks more like the guy guy that you had rated as four for a little while as opposed to you know moving down a little bit right there what do you need to see from him um and what would you like to see from him as his high school career enters its final stage Yeah, I mean, he's going through what a lot of high school kids go through. When you're these elite players um, or elite talents, you're able to kind of do what you want whenever you want, take any shots, um, coast through games sometimes. And But uh, what Carter's kind of experiencing right now is trying to figure out who he is as a player. Who is he going to be? In my opinion, he's going to be a dynamic stretch for who's going to be great pick and pop, uh, spotting up in the corners and out on the perimeter and and knocking down shots and then playing off of that. So allowing a Kylan Boswell 
or a Jamari Phillips to create offense uh, or scoring opportunities for him, where it's a catch and shoot or uh, you get a hard closeout. He's so skilled and big. He can really drive you and get to the rim where he can finish high above it and finish through contact because he's got this six, nine, big, strong frame. Um, but right now uh, he's playing a little bit uh, in a way where you give him the ball and he's just going to go try to get you a bucket, um, which obviously it can work and it can be fun to watch at the high school level. Um, but long-term, I think the efficiency, the effectiveness um, of not only him, but a lot of the kids who are experiencing this um, are going to be encountering. So it's just going to be a little bit of tailoring of his game, just shoring up a shot selection um, and just kind of like you said, even just playing a little bit harder, more consistently. Sometimes he goes through games and shies away from contact. There's a lot of times he gets the ball inside 15 feet and he settles for a 10 foot fadeaway jumper on the baseline. Um, late shot clock, fine shot, but you right. don't want to see him taking that five times a game because that's just not winning basketball. Right. Now, Jamari Phillips has shot up the rankings, obviously, 24-7 has him pushing a five-star status right, right there. When you look at him, got a good basketball body, can score at all three levels, I think improving athleticism. What about his play in the last couple months really made you guys say that we need to move this kid up? I would say you're on top of it right now, man. You know exactly what you're talking yeah. about with these kids. Uh, Jamari, uh, yeah, he, athletically, he's really improved. Uh, he actually, I watched him last uh, just last week at Peach Jam, and he really kind of surprised me with how much more athletic he's gotten in the last six yeah. months, um, especially this late in your career. Typically, you, you kind of have a good understanding and feel for how athletic these kids are and how athletic they'll be. Um, but he's taking a, a, a different type of jump, and a lot of that I think has been due to just developing his body and getting healthy. Um, he is a very skilled scorer. He's a dynamic shot maker. That's been clear from day one. Um, so now when you add in the shot making, the athleticism, the ball skills, um, ability to make these tough jump shots that very few kids in high school can make. Similarly to Carter, uh, Jamari's going to have to sure up a shot selection. He takes a lot of tough jumpers right. that just um, – are inefficient shots, uh, low percentage shots. Um, so when you sure those things up, he, he can make another jump as well, uh, be a little bit more willing as a passer. Uh, but when it comes to his uh, talent as a shot maker, that's been a huge reason why he's kind of shot up these rankings. Now you look at, at um, what, what do you kind of look for them as, you know, when they get freshmen, ideally when they get to Arizona, Zone. Obviously, Tommy Lloyd runs a pretty, uh, pretty uh, nice offense for players to play. And what are you looking for from both of them? Uh, basically, everything I was just uh, kind of telling you uh, for Carter specifically when he's a freshman. Um, this is uh, as a freshman. I, I'm going to want him to just buy into the simple things first, and then build off of that. So buy right. in as a defender. Buy in as a rebounder, especially. There's a lot of games where Carter will sometimes go with one or two rebounds. When, but when you're six nine, two twenty five, there's no real excuse for it. Um, so just really honing in on that. I'm going to start small and then build off of that. Build a strong foundation, right. um, and then Jamari, make the open shots, make the game easy on yourself, and build off of that because you're such a dynamic shot maker. Um, you can fly off screens and just make the open shots that somebody like Kylan Boswell can really set you up with and then build off of that. Once right. you get your confidence with once Tommy and everybody gets comfortable with you and you kind of earn um, these other different shots, like not everybody is uh, in my yeah. opinion is allowed to take these really tough, difficult shots, but 
you can earn the right for that. And for Jamari, he can earn that right. Just take some time to make the simple basketball plays um, and just kind of see where it goes from there. Because he can, both of those guys can be absolute college stars, especially out there uh, on the West Coast. In this day and age, how important is it to get on and offer kids early? That's definitely something we've noticed this summer as opposed to last summer where Tommy Lloyd's getting in on a lot of 25 and 26 kids, your Cam Holmes, your Coa Peets, et cetera. How important is it or is it not important at all to be able to get in on these kids early? You know, I think it's a, that's a tough uh, question to answer because I think it's relative um, to the kids right. and um, it's the evaluation process. Cameron Holmes is a no-brainer recruit. Koa Pete is a no-brainer recruit. So if you see these kids who are – it'll be a shock if they don't end up inside the top 25 when it's all said and done. They're just right. – they do so many different things at a high level to impact the basketball game that it, it, it's hard to miss. So – Getting in on those types of kids early, I think, really can help pay off down the road. Um, I also would say, just going back to recruiting strategies, that's a strategy that we're starting to see come back a little bit more of. We're going to identify the kids that we want early. So talking about what I was saying with um, just being a little bit tighter and being more selective of who you offer and go after. Um, So get ahead of the evaluation game know who you want to pinpoint earlier on and get those kids committed a little earlier. That's a trend I think we are starting to see and we'll continue to see as kids just committing earlier because of the transfer portal. Go ahead and solidify your spot. As a coach, you want to go ahead and solidify your roster. You don't want that many high school kids anymore. You don't want these five, six freshman classes. You want three to four really good freshmen to come in that can contribute maybe one uh, prospect that you can develop and work on as a project, but um, you only want to select a few. So get them committed early. That way you can completely strategize how you want to attack the portal based on your roster, how they're playing, who you're projecting to go pro and kind of go from there. Now, speaking of the portal, a lot of Arizona fans excited to see Jaden Bradley. You obviously saw a lot of Jaden Bradley in high school. What do you, what, what about Jaden Bradley um, impressed you and how do you see him fitting in at Arizona? Uh, to be honest, he impressed me just how he impacted the game at Alabama last year being a top Uh, being the number one team for the large part of the entire season. Um, He was a kid that uh, coming out of high school, he was very aggressive, uh, bully ball point guard. He always was a little bit more physically matured than everybody else, Um, but he's a good athlete. He can get downhill and, again, shoulder and body his way to the rim. And so as he was exiting high school, just how he played, it was a bit of concern. How would that translate and impact winning? Um, at the high major level, especially in the SEC, where there's so many phenomenal uh, athletes. But I think he handled his own, um, especially being on a number one team in the country. I thought he bought into his role. Now he does need to continue improving on his jump shot. That's never been a strength of his. Um, and also continuing to, to improve on his decision-making, just uh, being a little bit less turnover-prone. Uh, but all in all, he's going to be a really good college player and, uh, with his ability to impact the game on both ends, set the table for people in the game, get downhill and score the basketball. Um, good player. Um, going to be uh, – I don't envision him. I mean, you know how some of these kids think. I, I can't speak for him, but right. um, I think he would be a really good four-year college player. Correct. Right. And then the last question, with NIL – how has that changed just the landscape of everything in college athletics? And how do you see the future if you had your crystal ball, pardon the pun, kind of playing out here with the NIL? Man, uh, that is a loaded question. Uh, NIL is 
the it's arguably the most important thing in, in the entire uh, country when it comes to recruiting talent. Um, right. That's what almost all these kids want to know about. Sometimes it's there's very few kids I would say where NIL really isn't a factor in their recruitments. Um, so it's always going to play a role. So at least having a competitive NIL program. Um, it's going to play dividends and that makes it a level playing field where it now becomes more relational fit going back to the fits and not just the highest uh, payer. I, I do actually think that some of this will settle out a little bit. It has to. Some of these kids are getting paid way too much money um, and for a lot of lack of production. And I think that that will start settling the market a little bit more. Um, but it's the most important thing. Um, and what was the second part to your question? I'm blanking on it. Yeah, just kind of how you see that playing out then for the, you know, how you right. see that playing out in the future. I mean, I don't know how it's going to play out because the NCAA, right. there's no telling what they're going to do. Um, I'll tell you what I would like to see is I would like to see these co- the NCAA kind of take this rule of these coaches not being allowed to be involved in the process, which most a lot of them are, to be honest with you. But take that off. You should want the coaches to be involved in the NIL um, and making decisions. They have the kids' interests at heart. They have their own interests. At, uh, they they got to look out for the program, the betterment of the program. So they're going to know uh, how to allocate the money and, and try to control everything. You don't want uh, – essentially what, what the NCAA has done is they've handed the power into the hands of a lot of people that uh, I would say you don't really want the power to be – be in their hands right. a lot of, right. a lot of uh people just running uh i would say running rampant especially during the transfer portal season uh basically you call call to get involved with the kid well if you want to get involved with them it's going to be x amount of money and say like, right, we're good right. man i'm not yeah. doing that um so you're getting a lot of that right now i think if uh you start taking the 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 power out of their hands and uh, power more into the hands of the coaches um and structure it more almost i mean it's like a professional team you get a certain amount of money and you can budget it out for the players um i think that's going to be beneficial for the players a lot especially and a big part of that you got to put stuff in writing a lot of these kids are getting promised right. x amount of money 200 300 thousand dollars they only see a hundred of it if that in some instances right. um so that's not fair to the kid um, and there needs to be accountability for that. So it needs to work both ways. There needs to be accountability for the coaches making these promises. There needs to be accountability for the kids. Um, so that's where I'd like to see it now. If the NCAA ever kind of goes to that sort of structure, I mean, the likelihood of, of whatever decision they do, that of it making sense, likelihood of their decision making sense, I would say is uh, sure. not very good based on what we've right. seen in the past. He's Travis Branham, uh, lead recruiting analyst uh, for 24-7 Sports. Travis, as always, really appreciate your time, my guy. It means a lot. That was Travis Branham right there, lead recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. We're going to break down a lot about what he had to say right there because I thought there was some, quite frankly, I thought there was some very interesting things, especially about Jamari Phillips and Jaden Bradley right there and Tommy Lloyd getting the players that he needs. Now, but first, Ria, let's talk about OGs really quickly, though. Let's say that you have a hard time sleeping during the day, during the day, during the night, and you're like, man, I could really use something that could help me sleep. Look no further than OGs. OGs is flavoring life. 
That's what they're all about. It's all about that. Then they make it easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is you need, OGs has a gummy for it. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up. And one thing I can guarantee you, when you go to the dispensary, nobody cares about your day more than the person that is checking you out at the dispensary. These are literally the nicest people that you will ever see. Um all right. Now let's talk about Travis, what Travis Brandon had to say. First, I thought it was interesting what he said about Tommy Lloyd, that, you know, quite frankly, he's going to be able to, he's been able to get the players that he needs. He's not necessarily a, he's not necessarily getting the, uh, the players that, you know, everybody out here wants. But when you look at his recruiting template, when you look at getting Boswell, when you look at getting Jamari Phillips, Carter Bryant, those are three top 15 players out of Southern California right there, out of high school domestically as well. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on um, in that. And you dig at the international part. You also look at the portal. Tommy Lloyd is going to be able to get the players that he needs. And I think he showed that this offseason. BCAT says, Jaden Bradley, a four-year player. I wonder what he thought of Kylan Boswell. I I think what's interesting about where uh, Travis was going with that is that Jaden Bradley, to me, is going to be a great college point guard. I have – but – He's also a little bit like Kylan Boswell in that regard, in that, you know, you're kind of, he's now he's got a better basketball build, but he's also somewhat stocky. He's kind of, you know, he's built a little bit lower to the ground. I think he's probably a little bit more explosive. But the difference for uh, where Boswell has him, though, is that Shane Bradley right now is not a very good shooter. Kylan Boswell is a good shooter. As a matter of fact, I think uh, by the end of the year, Kylan Boswell was probably the best shooter on this Arizona basketball roster. So there's that in play. But Bradley, again, I've never been the guy that really uh, cares at all about. um, Oh, very cool. Hey, Mike, back in the Leah, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these, um, but a TBO 41 fan, you put in $10. Hey, Mike, back in the A from Chicago is always bear down. This is fantastic right here. I never know what I'm supposed to do with these. I'm sure Leah will tell me afterwards. But again, very cool right there. Um, we also got a bunch of back in the A people in Anaheim that uh, tagged us. So again, check it out on Twitter as well. Um, with uh, But with Tommy Lloyd, though, again, dude gets it. I, I hate to sound like a broken record right there, but the guy just absolutely gets it. Um, Leah says, you just have to read them. So, Leah, I did what I was supposed to do. Is this correct? Nice, nice, nice. Um, oh, Tony Clifton. We're going to get to Dylan's bike here. But he's going to get the players that he needs. It's not like he's this stiff recruiter that can't get players. I think there was a, a little bit of a concern about that for a while. But now, I mean, in back-to-back recruiting classes, when you get Boswell, when you get Bryant, when you get uh, Jamari Phillips, I mean, I think we could pretty much put that one to rest. Then in the transfer portal, when you're able to pull out players like Caleb Love, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Jaden Bradley, dudes like that, I think we could probably put that one to rest as well. And then internationally, we obviously know about what Tommy Lloyd can do there. So hitting all three different angles right there, I think that Tommy Lloyd knows what he's doing. And there's no reason to worry about his recruiting, even if some were, even uh, uh, back as Ryan Nemhart. Tony Clifton, put it towards Dylan's new bike. Now, people out here don't know what we're talking about. Dylan Anderson, the great Dylan Anderson on the U of A basketball team, his bike was stolen. He put it on Instagram. He put it on social media. We need to find out exactly who stole the bike. 
talking with some people around the program. Nobody knows who took Dylan Anderson's bike. It's not often that you see a seven-footer with a bike to begin with. And on top of that, we need to find it. So, again, everybody out there back in the A, put your thinking caps on. We need to find this bike, and we need to get a uh, fund me going for <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, for a Dylan Anderson bike. But we're going to keep you up to date on that. There's been no updates on that, though. I also thought it was interesting when he was talking about uh, Jamari Phillips. And about Jamari Phillips, the one thing that has really impressed him is he's been able to improve his game at all three uh, at all three spots, deep, mid-range, and get into the basket. But more so than anything, he's been able to improve his athleticism. He's been able – and you generally don't see that from dudes who are 17, 18, 19 years old. I mean, you – what, where where you can jump at 18 is generally probably where you're going to jump around when you're 24. That's somewhat of an inherent uh, skill. And Jamari Phillips has certainly shown that he can uh, he can take that one to the next level. I also thought it was interesting what he said about Carter Bryant, that he thought Carter Bryant was going to be more of a stretch four. Now, Travis knows has forgotten more than I know. So – but I, I thought that he uh, – I thought Carter Bryant was going to be a little bit more of kind of your prototypical, not going to say that I'm not comparing him to him, but kind of that Jason Tatum type where you're kind of silky smooth up and down the court. You get to where you want at the mid-range. You get to where you want in the basket. Um, but I am intrigued by that stretch four. That also gives Arizona – little bit few more options though next season or the following season because again if you already have umar ballo by the way umar ballo leader of men happy birthday umar everybody out there if you see umar you might see him at the jamaican restaurant on fort Lowell. i've seen him there twice so again if you see umar wish him happy late birthday as well also Speaking of cool thing, we already talked about how Leah is much cooler than me. And when she has Shady Rays, it makes her 10 times cooler than me, even with Shady Rays. One thing Leah does not have, though, is this Saturday neon A over my left shoulder. I don't believe that Leah has this. And that is why that is my trump card right there. I come in with the Saturday neon. And if you want to be like me or you want to be cooler than me, either way, go to Saturday neon. SaturdayNeon.com and use code word PHNX for 10% off your order. Free shipping for orders over $200. This thing is really cool, especially too when it lights up. I can't tell you how cool I feel at that time. So again, check it out, Saturday Neon. But Travis Branham, though, is obviously a big fan of Tommy Lloyd and what he's been able to do for Arizona basketball, and it makes a ton of sense. You got... At this stage in the game, we know Tommy Lloyd is 66 and 11 as a, uh, or 61 and 11, excuse me, as a head coach. And I know that there were some questions about the recruiting, but I think Lloyd has also answered those. And on top of that, one thing he's doing that I didn't get to with Travis is he's offering kids early. Now, he didn't necessarily do that uh, early on during his career, but now kids like Koa Pete. Uh, Cam Holmes, guys like that, they are being offered early as they should be offered because if you're an in-state kid, you're in Phoenix, you're not going to go to ASU. That's obviously not an option. So if you're a good basketball player, you're probably thinking to yourself that I'd like to go somewhere close that's good at basketball. That's where Arizona comes in. That's where Tommy Lloyd gets it. And again, a lot of geniuses. Every now and then, they have to switch up their profile a little bit, and that's what Lloyd, I think, has done right there, and I like it a great deal. All right, one other thing, though, that doesn't need to be switched up is Illegal Pete's. 
This is your go-to this summer. Kick back and enjoy an ice-cold margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons for high noons for just $21. If you're up in Phoenix, you might be able to even see Shane Diefenbach up there at some point. I would imagine Shane hanging out with the cool kids would be up there. You might see him signing autographs, pressing the flesh. And don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win uh, – to win free tickets for the concerts you are dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here. Illegal Pete's is here for the people. All right. Big thanks right there to Travis Branham. And again, a little bit of a shorter show today, um, but we have got a fun week coming up right here. Believe we're going to be able to get Jamari Phillips uh, and his uh, folks on sometime this week or next week. Frank Caliendo we're working on as well, Mr. Burns Fingers. We will, uh, and again, a lot of stuff, Pac-12 Media Day. We're going to be making fun of the Pac-12, talking good about Arizona, everything that goes into it. But again, like I said, a little bit of a shorter show today. Appreciate all of you, especially Tebow41 fan. I did this right. Hey, Mike, back in the A from Chicago as always. Appreciate you, dude. Bear down. Back the A. We will be back with you on Monday. For the great Leah behind the scenes, I am merely Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.